0: The Force Field is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Listen to other great tech podcasts at www.techpodcasts.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina. For IT service providers, it's The Force Field with Rick Savoya. And now, here is your host, Rick Savoya. Greetings, providers. Welcome to the unofficial podcast for IT service providers, The Force Field. I'm your host, Rick Savoya, and this is the show that discusses the topics and issues related to the business of tech. Today we'll talk with an IT professional who will tell us about some of the ways techs can be scammed by their own customers. He'll tell us what to watch out for and discuss ways to protect yourself and your business from getting ripped off. Our comment line is open to all listeners 24-7 at 407-278-5698. That's 407-278-5698. Or you can call in via Skype at Savoya Computer if you'd like to record a comment for the show. The Force Field is advertiser supported, so you can hear it free. You can help support this episode of The Force Field by checking out our sponsors at www.theforcefield.net. Thanks for supporting our advertisers, because you help to keep the podcast going and the force field online. I really appreciate your support. The IT industry is rife with fraudulent activity and outright scams. We often hear stories online and in the media about unscrupulous techs who rip off customers with dishonest deals, but there is another side of this coin that is hardly mentioned at all, but also quite prevalent and just as bad. We're talking about customers who rip off techs. This is a problem, and many techs have either been seriously affected or are practically put out of business from customers who have been less than honest or outright cheats. Even if it was unintentional or due to customer error, at the end of the day, the tech is still liable and is often left holding the empty bag. Bryce Witty is well aware of the risks imposed on techs in business today. Bryce is an IT professional and owner of Technibble.com, a popular website and forum for IT professionals and business owners. From fake checks to fraudulent claims, he has dealt with his share of cheating customers and beguiling buyers, and is always on alert for scams against techs. Today we'll talk with Bryce and discuss the risks of getting ripped off in your business. We'll learn about some of the most common scams perpetrated against IT techs, talk about some of the red flags to watch out for when dealing with questionable customers, and swap our own personal experiences with customers who try to take advantage of us as we talk about customers who scam. And we're speaking with Bryce Whitty. Hi, Bryce. Welcome back to The Force Field. All right. Good to be back. It's great to have you back. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a, been a year or two since we've had you on the show, but it's good to, to have you back here. Uh, how are things uh, your way?
1: Uh, being good, being keeping busy, um, traveling around a lot, um, working on some projects.
0: Well, before we get started into the discussion, uh, go ahead and tell those who are not familiar or who haven't heard you on the show before a little bit about yourself and what you do.
1: Well, um, I'm an Australian computer technician, and I run a large website called uh, technibble.com, which is a website designed, well, for computer technicians, um, not so much for the technical side, but more um, on the business side, so how to get your first client, how to deal with a bad client, that sort of thing.
0: And you started Technibble back in uh, 2006. It was just about the same time that I started the force Fields. as a matter of fact, as I recalled. Uh you started uh, what, it was around the, the autumn of two thousand six, I believe.
1: Yeah, it sounds about right. I think it was about two thousand six.
0: I've watched it grow and uh and become a, a pretty large uh, forum and and a and a nice site altogether.
1: Oh thank you. Um and I also brought on quite a few um other writers, so it's not just uh sort of my stories and my advice. Uh, it also extends to other people in uh, that are doing other things in the computer world that that I'm not doing but uh they are and it's got quite a broad uh, spectrum of knowledge and I mean the forums themselves mm-hmm. uh, then it, you, then you've got uh you know thousands of the, the knowledge of thousands of other people as well so um I, I there's there's a lot of stuff going up on there that I I'm seeing for the first time myself just because it's all contributed by others it's um it's I enjoy it as a reader even though I am like the owner
0: <laughs> well it's a great site and uh I Recommend it to everyone. If uh, For those of you who are not familiar with it, it's uh, www.technibble.com. Uh, well, Bryce, you brought a couple of interesting topics uh, in today, a couple of interesting things to talk about. Um, you've got uh, something here that's really kind of a hot topic with techs these days and and something that we all really need to watch out for.
1: Um, basically I want to talk about um, things that computer technicians should watch out uh, in the computer repair world. Um, maybe, save some of the newer guys potentially uh, falling victim to a scam or maybe a bad client. Um, probably the first thing I'd want to talk about would actually be um, common scams that uh, computer technicians should look out for. So usually you see on TV um, all the scams that uh, dodgy computer technicians are pulling on clients, but uh, this one's actually about common scams that are used against computer technicians.
0: Yeah, you hear about that a lot, and, and you, you see that uh, on the internet a lot, people talking about how unscrupulous or less than honorable technicians have, have done them wrong. But you really don't hear much about the other side. There's, a, there's another side of this coin it happens both ways, and uh, I think it's definitely something we really need to talk about and bring out into the open because a lot of uh, a lot of people are just not aware of, of what the techs have to deal with on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to have your shields up constantly. Um, you know, just, just got to read the client and try to get a feel and trust your gut with uh, whether you think they're trying to scam you or not. I mean, it, it does happen a lot. Um, there's just so many. I don't know whether they're just bad people or they're just um, cheap. And I'm not too sure why a lot of people do it, uh, but they, they happen.
0: Do they fall into specific categories or do they take the form of a lot of different uh, types of, of scams, uh, some of them that are, are maybe difficult to
1: really um, foresee? Uh, well, there's the two main categories. Um, one of the ones that i see probably the most is called a fake check scam mm-hmm. and um, i think it's also known as an advanced payment fraud i think was the proper term for it uh, but it's basically when a, um, when a scam will email you about the purchase of uh, some hardware usually a large amount as well so and so you know they might ask for eight laptops for example and you know since you're about, you're a smart person you're obviously not going to send them you know eight laptops for a Check clears.
0: Yeah, we certainly or hope that.
1: not. <laughs> no, yeah, of course not. But um, what the scammer does is they send a fake check that is more than the amount that you originally quoted. So let's say I charged um, for eight $1,000 laptops, and they'll send you, say, 9000 or $10,000 in the check. And um, they will email you a bit later and say, oops, I accidentally sent you too much. Can you send me back the difference? Um, and so... Some people will either send a check back or PayPal it back or whatever means they need to, the difference. Uh, but what ends up happening is the check ends up being fake. So yeah. it eventually, after 10 days or whatever, will bounce. And um, basically, you sent them you know 1000 or $2,000 for free. Uh, the scam was never actually after the hardware. Yeah, they were after the difference on the fake check. And that's mm-hmm. basically how they get you.
0: Now, there's a variation on this that has to do with money orders, too. They can send out money orders instead of a check. Uh, I've seen that happen.
1: Yeah, it, there's a lot of ways they do that scam, and um, it's not even specific to the computer repair industry. Uh, they'll alter it little bits and pieces, but generally the core is still the same thing. They're trying to get you to send money back before the money clears, and the trigger is that they sent you more than what you asked for. Mm. Um, most technicians that will come across this uh, usually say they um, post ads on Craigslist. So you have, um, yeah. uh, say, Nigerians and stuff control, uh, scanning through all the Craigslist and looking for people to get. I actually have a sample of an email that they sent to one of the technicians on Technible. Um, it's very iconic of sort of what, you, what you'll see if someone was trying about it. So I'll read mm-hmm. it out. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so the email starts it goes, "Hello, how are you going? My name is Name, and I'm from Location, and I work in Location." So it's usually never Nigeria or something. It'll be something something fairly Western. Um, I read. And I'm going to say this with spelling mistakes as well. It's okay. Um, uh, I read your description, and I am interested in your services. I just brought some computers, and they are laptops, Pentium Four, Dell computer. So it shows that um, English isn't their first language. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a tip off right, right there. I want you to install software such as Microsoft Office and antivirus. Clear inner and outer computer components. Update software and current status. Get back to me with you total cost for the services for eight computer, including the shipping, because I have a shipper that will come with computers and the necessary softwares to you. I await your ur- urgent response. So that I can put arrangements in order and then the name of the person. And it's very, it's very iconic. I mean, it's, they always ask for lots of computers for some reason. I guess so they can um, accidentally give you um, more money. Um, but it's usually lots of computers. They usually want you to do something with them. So, you know, install Office or antivirus or clean them or something like that. Um, yeah, and usually they want an urgent response cuz uh, I guess it gives you less time to think about it and you sort of like oh gee, I better get back to it quickly and um not really think about what's going on here.
0: And uh I take it your response should be right. <laughs> but uh how how often do techs really fall for this?
1: Uh I think it's I think with this sort of thing it's a numbers game. Um mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, uh, nine times out of ten, it's just or oh, geez, even higher numbers, nineteen out of twenty or something. Everyone just says yeah, right, whatever. But um, they uh, they wouldn't keep doing it if it didn't work. Um,
0: That's a good a, point. That's a very good point, Bryce. You know, people think, well, these guys can't possibly think I would fall for this. Who would? You know, with all of the spelling uh, errors, the grammatical mistakes, uh, all the things that are red flags right away um, that this can't be legit. But you hit the nail on the head. If, if there wasn't the chance or if there wasn't any kind of return on the investment at all, uh, they wouldn't be doing this. So obviously somebody's falling for it.
1: That's it. That's it. Uh there's another another scam that I see a fair bit is the uh missing hardware scam. And that's basically when um they bring a computer in and they say that it's got um it's running slow even though it's got a high amount of RAM. We'll just say, I don't know, sixteen gig, which um and it shouldn't be since it has sixteen gig, and they keep emphasizing that it's that it may have, you know, a, a decent amount of RAM in it. Mm-hmm. and um, they may bring it in not working or anyway they bring it in and uh, you do the work and you fix it but then they say oh you, you stole my RAM it's only got you know a gig of RAM in there what are you doing and you say well you know it's that's what I didn't touch it it's that's what it is and say oh well you stole my RAM and I'm going to say everything bad about you to the entire community and unless you give me my RAM back and blah 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 and um Basically, some of course, some computer technicians will replace the part just to, you know, keep them quiet and make them go away. But that's another common scam that happens: is mm-hmm. saying there's more, there's it's higher spec than it is, and then accusing the tech of um, stealing it.
0: Now I can imagine there's surely a um, a good way to counteract that. Sort of a scam or, or a good countermeasure for it. Um, what do you suggest that techs do in a situation like that?
1: Well, the first thing is just simply awareness, knowing that this sort of uh, scam exists. But the other thing would probably be uh, to have systems in place that either for you or your employees to follow. So basically have like a check in form or something that um, identifies the client, says what the specs of the computer are. I mean, as much as you can depend you know depending on the condition of it if it's completely dead and won't even boot then um it may take a little bit too long to crack it open and identify every part but you know the best you can and it's a good idea to sort of uh collect any passwords and stuff um at this point yeah but so basically once once you have the specs on a piece of paper they sign it when they leave they come back and you can say well it said it only had a gig of ram in there so it sort of doesn't matter what you say it's written there and you signed it so That's what it came with.
0: You know, one of the things I used to do when they'd bring in computers into my shop is I would have them stay there and and go over the situation with them and take a look, give it a once over and, you know, write down key things and and, uh, uh, what basically was in the machine, you know, kind of open it up, take a look at if it needed to be opened up. Uh, If it's a software issue, I generally didn't worry about that too much, but I would often check uh, if it was on, you know, boot it up and see what the issue was while they were there. So I could just sort of verify that what they were giving me was actually what um, what they claimed it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially when they're leaving it with you unattended. Like um, like sometimes it's not even entirely malicious. Sometimes like they say, oh, I left my charger with you and give it back. And you're like, well, I was never given the charger. I used my in-shock charger. But, you know, they may be completely wrong, but um, mm-hmm. but – They may think you're malicious, but sometimes they aren't even being scammers. They just simply didn't give it to you. So um, having a form just saying, okay, you brought in the uh, charger and the mouse and a case and some CDs or something like that, it it goes a long way to um, stop those sort of arguments.
0: Yeah, I've, I've had that sort of thing happen to me before, but it's usually with something simple like a power cord or something. And in a case like that, I, I I usually don't worry about it because I've got a whole box of power cords that I'm just looking to get rid of. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just I, know, them on. Know,
1: I know what you're saying. Mine absolutely breed in my cupboard, I'm sure. I, I, I've never ever bought a, a normal kettle kale, but for some reason I end up you know with 20 plus. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're breeding, I think.
0: Now, what are some of the other things that you run into that are red flags to watch for?
1: Well, well generally, if something feels wrong, mm-hmm. I can mention more very specific scams. I've mentioned sort of probably the two most common ones you run into. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's new variants and new sorts of things happening all the time. It's The best thing is just sort of trust your gut. There's been a few times where I'm just like, oh, uh, no, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had um, people attempt, to bring in computers that I believe to be stolen. Uh, you know, they'd, they'd say, I got this. It's got no charger. It's got no um, CDs. It's, and they say, oh, I, I was given it by my brother or something like that. And it's just like, mm, I don't believe this one. You know, it's they, and they don't know anything about it. It's like, oh, so what's the password on it? And they're like, oh, I don't know what the password In fact, I want you to remove the password. And it's just like, mm, <laughs> maybe <Yeah>. not. <laughs> Yep. Um, you, you can just, you can just nicely make them go away or say, oh, I, I don't have the skills to remove this password, for example. And even though you can quite easily do something like that with um, a tool like Conboot or something like that, um, just just sometimes lie and just say, uh, yeah, I don't know how to do this one, so and just send them on their way.
0: Yeah, that, that definitely becomes a liability issue real quick, especially if, if you have a couple that's going through a divorce and one of them grabs the computer and... Uh, you know, uh, you definitely don't want to be in the middle of that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've had that sort of one as well. People wanting me to re- remove passwords, that sort of stuff, install keyloggers, that sort of thing, and I'm just like, oh no, leave that one. It's because, I mean, when it co- if they ever come to court uh, and they oh, need yeah. to use the computer as evidence, you know, guess who's going to go in with them? Yep. Yeah. And say, well, this computer guy said. Like, uh, that can know.
0: that can get messy really quick. You know, I don't know if you. Uh, run into this in uh, in Australia, but uh, in the States here, and it, this has been going on for a long time, there's a common uh, scam where one of the ones that we run into here are phone calls through a relay chat. You know, we have a relay chat system here where, for the deaf, for those who uh, can't really hear very well and uh, or can't hear at all. And uh, what they do is they call up through a phone relay s- service and say that, well, I I need some computer assistance or I want to make a purchase. The most common one is I want to make a purchase for a large amount of uh, maybe RAM or a large number of hard drives or something like that. And because you can't hear their voice and they're going through a relay service where what they're doing is uh, they're typing on a computer somewhere and the person on the phone, the operator or the relay chat operator, is reading it to you verbatim. And then you respond to that uh, operator and that operator types it back in to the person on the other end. And yeah. uh, it, it's very common because what they'll do is they'll try to make purchases um, for large amounts and then say, well, they're, they're going to send you, uh, you know, a check or whatever it's, uh, you know, or wire transfer or whatever it is. And uh, you wind up getting built for all your hardware, you wind up shipping off to a location that's often maybe remote or, or somewhere uh, uh, maybe the doorstep of some rural home where they can come by and and pick it up before the owner of the house uh, gets wind that there's something on their doorstep that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you run into that there, but uh, it's been a common, uh, a common scam here.
1: Okay. I, I haven't seen it personally myself. We do have those uh, services. Um, but I haven't seen that one myself. Uh, another red flag I just thought of is um, Western Union. If Western Union is involved at all for payment, then oh, yeah. I'd, probably, I'd probably pull the pin on that one. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, when I, I lived in London for a year and a half. And when I was looking for an apartment, the um, place looked good. I walked over there. I checked it out. And they said, oh, but since I'm not in the country, um, you're going to have to send payment via Western Union. And I'm just like, oh, no. Then that's another one where... And they said that it was going to Nigeria, and once Western Union and Nigeria were brought up, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to touch that one either.
0: Well, yeah, we get a lot of that here, too. That's definitely one. If it says Western Union, um, yeah, run away.
1: Yeah. Run away. Yeah.
0: All the scams that you mentioned will bear watching. But I found out when I had my store, I was scammed once in my what store. Happened? Well— I had a gentleman come in who claimed he was uh, running a, a big restaurant. I think it was a sports bar or something, as I recall. And he needed to purchase uh, three or four brand-new computers. I, I was going to build some computers for him. I had a couple that were already done and uh, that were actually rebuilds, and he wanted to buy those. And uh, then he wanted a couple of new ones, so I, I put those together for him. And he gave me a down payment on half of it, half now and then half on delivery. Um and he gave me he wrote me a check and uh the checks seemed to clear at first um but by the time I had made the delivery and he'd written the second check and he was gone it turns out that uh he actually printed out these checks and but they were very good very good uh, uh forgeries yeah and um I now, what I did, I did something a little different. I was very proactive about it because I was so upset because he uh he took me for about fifteen hundred dollars i Ouch. um I, you know i didn 't take that lying down i was I was very upset about it, so I went on the internet, I had looked up this guy, I had found his criminal record because he'd done this before he was actually on probation for doing it uh, to someone else a couple of years earlier, and he was supposed to have a probation officer assigned to him. And uh, apparently that probation officer wasn't doing her job because <laughs> he was on the loose. And he had, and uh, when he had scammed me, when I realized it was a scam, I had actually called up a couple of my local distributors to give them a heads up. And one of the guys that I called, I, I told him uh, about this guy and said, watch out. And the guy said, wait, 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 wait. He's just walking out the door right now, and I got a check in my hand. I said, you better go get him. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they missed him, but what I did do was I got hold of the police, filed a police report, and um, they, they had him caught uh, within about uh, 24, 48 hours. And it's a long story. One of these days I'll tell the whole story on the show. I'm not going to go into it now, but when the police came in, to do the initial interview with me to try to track this guy down. Um, they were prepared to sit down. They brought on a laptop. They were prepared to sit down for an hour or so and get all of my information so they could locate this guy. And I handed them about 20 pages of paper that I had already done a full, thorough search on the web on this guy and found all kinds of stuff that they didn't even have. And I just hmm. handed the stack to them and said, here it is. Go get him." <laughs> <laughs> and um, the um, the cops on the case called me back later and said, you know what, you saved us a couple of days worth of work <laughs> because we had all I the information. We, I had information on this guy that, that they couldn't. He says, how did you get all this stuff? I, said, I looked up. I just looked it up on the internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, their, their,
1: their Google foo is weak, it sounds like. It sounds like uh, you're a bit better at Googling than they are.
0: Well... Be that as it may, I don't recommend that everybody go out and do this because you never know how dangerous some of these people could be. That's true. Um, but I will say that if you um, if you do get scammed, what are some of the things that they can do? What what's a, a recourse that techs have in case they do become a victim to this?
1: Uh, a recourse. Um... So, well, some, there's not much you can do. I mean, you can try and um, talk to the bank and try and get some money back. Um, but generally, uh, with these scams, they usually shut down the accounts pretty quick or get it out or whatever. So a lot of the time, unfortunately, it's just a, a lesson learned hard. Um, and just be glad that you only got, you know, you only punished that much. Because um, that's just the nature of some scams. Um, I mean, some insurance will cover. Well, I don't know. Actually, I'm not too sure if insurance will cover that. Um, it didn't
0: for me. I, I, no, I no. thought mine did. And that's another that's another great thing you brought up. I thought my insurance was going to cover my loss and they wouldn't do it on a technicality uh, because technically he w- went out the door with the equipment. I let him go out the door with the equipment. So technically mm-hmm. I allowed it to happen. So uh, So they wouldn't reimburse me for any of that. And I was out now they never recovered the stole the the equipment that he stole from me but what he supposedly purchased and uh of course since the checks uh came back fraudulent I was out the money too. So I was out about uh 3 3
1: about $3,000. Ouch, yeah, that um, one hurts.
0: Yeah, it definitely did. <laughs> and at the end of the month too. Oh. But um so yeah, in a case like that, I would suggest that you know, techs do their due diligence first of all, and always be alert. But uh, if it does happen, whatever you do, you you can't sit around and wait for, for something to happen. You you have to, you have to do it quick report it quickly, report it right away. Maybe nothing will come out of it, but at least if you report it right away, the sooner that you can get it uh, reported, um, the better chance there is that you might get some result from it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, even if technicians are uh, never a victim of a scam as well, it's it's you're probably going to make a mistake at some point. And so another thing that uh, technicians should have is um, insurance. It's a bit of a tough act to follow when you just said um, your insurance didn't cover it. But um, <laughs> but it's, it is good to have anyway.
0: I'll tell you what, we can cover that in uh, the next episode of The Force Field. We can pick it up right there. Is this a good place to do it?
1: Yep, sure. Yeah, sure.
0: Okay, well, we're running out of time for now, Bryce. When we come back in the next episode of The Force Field, we'll continue the discussion with Bryce, and we'll talk about how you can cover yourself, insurance-wise and otherwise, uh, in the next episode of The Force Field. In our next episode, we'll continue our discussion with Bryce and learn how to protect ourselves from liability. We'll talk about the different types of insurance available to techs in the field, some of the potential liabilities that can quickly put a tech in the IT business out of business, and how you can limit and protect yourself and your business from such potential liabilities and risks. Have you ever been ripped off by a customer? Has anyone tried to scam you or your business? Have you heard about a new scam or one that we didn't talk about on the show today? Share it with us in the force field. Call four zero seven two seven eight five six nine eight and tell us about it in a voice message or email your comments to comments at net. Send in your comments and feedback via email to comments at net, post them in our forums at theforcefield.net slash forums, or tweet them to me on Twitter at field and I'll make sure they get on the show. If you'd like to hear the latest episodes of The Force Field on demand as soon as they arrive, all you need to do is subscribe. It's free. You can subscribe to The Force Field podcast on our website at theforcefield.net or through iTunes, Blueberry.com, and the Tech Podcast Network on your PC, Mac, tablet, or mobile phone. You can also listen to The Force Field on your Roku, Bioway, or stream it on Stitcher. Well, folks, our time is up. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, my kids for allowing me to do this without interruptions, and my wife for just putting up with me. If you'd like to comment on the program, you can email me at comments at theforcefield.net or visit our website at www.theforcefield.net opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not represent the forcefield.net savoya media or advertisers all music on the show is original and was written and performed by brother rancid and the brand new pygmies the show is produced and distributed by savoya media for the forcefield i'm rick savoya may the forcefield be with you